Just give me a few little check, check, checks. Check, check, check. Coming at ya. Fantasy Festival 2021. All right, we're rolling. It's time for the 2021 Violence and Sunshine Fantasy Festival Draft presented to you by Pierced Hats. The stage is set. Now let's get ready to meet this year's draft class. From Seattle, Washington, consisting of five members, it's acceptance. Hailing from St. Catharines, Ontario, and boasting an impressive three vocalists, it's Alexis on fire. With nine records under their belt, but no actual buildings designed, from Brighton, England, it's Architects. From Burlington, Ontario, another band from the land of maple syrup, it's Boys Night Out. From the United Kingdom, standing at six members strong, it's Bring Me the Horizon. It's always sunny where these guys are from, it's Circus Survive from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hide your MacBooks from Lexington, Kentucky, it's Emma Rosa. It'll cost you $10 a month to be a fan from Seattle, Washington and Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's Emery. It's Buffalo, New York's finest. Every time I die. Watch out, radioactive man. Straight out of Illinois, it's Fallout Boy. Behold, the Prince of Emo and probably the Prince of Dubstep. It's from first to last. From Adelaide, South Australia, it's Notorious Food Wasters, I Killed the Prom Queen. From Mesa, Arizona, it's Jimmy Eat World. And from Las Vegas, Nevada, Panic at the Disco. Sometimes Paraless is Paramore, it's Paramore from Franklin, Tennessee. From the OC, don't call it that, it's Sayerson. From Ridgewood, New Jersey, it's everyone's favorite karaoke band, Senses Fail. Forget Barra Monday, Barra Tuesday, and Barra Wednesday, it's Barra Thursday from New Brunswick, New Jersey. One of the scene's best live bands from Tampa, Florida, it's Under Oath. And finally, Utah's finest, The Used. This is the 2021 Violence and Sunshine Fantasy Festival Draft Class. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome, welcome to the first ever Violence and Sunshine Fantasy Festival Draft presented by Pierced Hats. I'm Paul and alongside me is Nick. In honor of our 21st episode today and the end of 2021, we are reflecting on the first 20 artists we've covered on this show and we've tried to find a unique way to do so. We will each be taking it in turns to draft a festival lineup consisting of 10 bands each from the artists we have covered this year with an additional headliner, local support and a solo act. How are you feeling today, Nick? I've got to admit, man, I'm a little bit nervous. We, uh, we have done a lot of NBA fantasy drafts a lot of AFL super coach drafts, but there's something a little bit different about this one. I've never really drafted bands before for an ultimate festival. So yeah, I hope I've done my homework. I hope I pick a sick lineup 
And um, yeah, really keen to get stuck into it. This is uncharted territory for us because like you said, we do have a bit of experience with drafting, but we haven't quite done anything like this before. So should be a bit of fun. We hope that the listeners enjoy it. I'm sure we will too. It'll be good for people to uh, to let us know their thoughts afterwards too and maybe even send through from the 20 bands we've covered you know, what, what their lineup might look like if they uh, if they got to draft their perfect 10. Okay, so let's see who will be making the first choice in this year's Violence and Sunshine Fantasy Festival Draft brought to you by Pierced Hats. And we are so proud again to have Pierced Hats as our main corporate partner. Now, Pierced Hats were just a humble little startup when they sponsored us way back at episode four, but they've since secured the hat piercing rights for Travis Barker and all Travis Barker wannabes, which is huge for the company. Oh man, I, I can't believe that that they've decided to get on board, jump on board for this, you know, special evening. It's, uh, you know, we really appreciate the support. That's for sure. And I can't wait to uh, put in a little order later on and maybe pick up, pick up some piercings myself. Very much so. Very much so. Well, I have just shared a screen with you and I am going to flip a coin. So seeing as I'm flipping, the call is yours. Would you like heads or tails to determine who's going first in the draft? Uh, Heads or tails. Tails always fails. Let's go heads. And... We have heads. So we have heads. Nicholas, you will be picking first in the first ever fantasy festival draft presented <laughs> to you by Pierced Hats. <laughs> Congratulations on the first pick. Does that help you or does that hinder you? Are you a little bit nervous about making the first pick or are you you up for it? It it helps me because I just have this funny feeling that maybe we were considering the same band as our as our first pick. The, the first, that's basically your headliner. So um, yeah, I, I've sort of teared up, you know, maybe kind of created without you seeing, but three little tiers where I would put kind of, you know, top picks, middle picks, and then whatever's left at the end to fill out the festival. And yeah, I just had a feeling though, that the first two or three picks could really make or break the festival. So pretty, pretty happy with the first pick here. I think so. And I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting your first choice because I think it might drastically affect where I go. But having done lots of fantasy drafts before, I'm well versed with the um, presence of a, or the necessity for a dossier of information. So it sounds (laughs) like you've done your research, you know, your stats. So Time for the first pick. All right. In the uh, fantasy festival for 2021, with my first pick, I can't look past him as my headliner. I'm going, bring me the horizon, put him up God top. damn you, jerk. That's- <laughs> was I right? That yeah, that was thinking? the first band I was going to put as well. So, Oh, man. We have both seen this band a few times live and they've only gotten better and better huge stadium sound now even when they play their old stuff so yeah it it was it was a pretty simple number one actually for me when you're talking festivals i'm looking in bringers i think you've chosen well you know they've got such a massive name a massive following they've progressed over all their years so i think that's a fantastic first choice and i'm a little bit jealous With the second pick in the draft and my first pick, I am going to take Every Time I Die. Their loyal following, their back catalogue, their nine records, and their ninth, which is arguably arguably their best. Despite whatever tension and turmoil might be going on in the band right now, I'm locking in Every Time I Die as the number two pick. Man, I I love that pick. I will admit um, I have them in my tier one. So that is that is one down from bands that I uh, would consider in the in the upper echelon of bands for a festival. So great pick, man! Very good pick. I am a little bit disappointed I didn't screw you over then, though. So you've obviously <laughs> you've done your research, man. <laughs> 
And no, no, that that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm feeling good. All right, with the third pick in this year's draft uh, and my second pick, I talked about them a lot in the last episode. One of my favorite all-time bands could not look past Alexis on fire. So I am I'm locking in Alexis with pick two and very, very happy with that because that was probably my, my backup pick one if you went bringers first. So feeling pretty happy that I got them both. I'm again reaching into the depths of my soul, trying to evaluate my strategy now that you've taken my first two picks away from me. <laughs> I mean, their festival or gig, those guys are pulling a massive crowd. You know, we've seen them in small club shows. We've seen them at big festivals. So what an excellent choice for your second pick there. That's wonderful. With the fourth pick in the Fantasy Festival draft, I am going to take Under Oath. They are a band with an unforgiving live show. They've just gotten better and better. And I would like to add my first caveat to uh, one of my selections. Under Oath will be playing in its entirety, Disambiguation. So Aaron Gillespie will be there, but he will not be singing. It will just be Spencer. So there's my first uh, kind of little asterisk. Under Oath will be playing Disambiguation in full. Okay. And and with a different drummer than that would usually play that uh, play that album. So I like it. I guess it gives you the flexibility. They're going to play that in full. And then I guess they're going to chuck in some extra uh, songs here and there. Or is it nah, just that album it's in It's just Disambiguation. I'm going, I'm going hard. I'm going controversial. I like it. I, I'm very, very impressed with that pick. That is, I will admit, probably my first little screw over there because if I managed to go bring as Alexis and Under Oath all, all up, it could have it could have been all over. That would have been a pretty <laughs> hot hot trio. I think I would have been out of here already. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, yeah, top pick. All right, with the shit, fifth, fifth pick fifth overall. Pick. Fifth pick overall, my third pick in the draft. I'm actually a little unsure at the moment, but I think I'm going to lock in Paramore with my third pick. I think these guys are a bit of a festival favourite. Not going to explicitly say it, but really leaning on earlier uh, albums. You know, all we know is Falling Riot but happy for some for some newer stuff too and really want the original lineup. I, I, I'm not I'm not giving in to whoever the hell's in the band now except minus Ship Farrow brother. I'll take maybe like Neil Finn will fill in another brother. Maybe <laughs> oh, he likes to I fill like in for that. big bands. Maybe, I really maybe like can, that. Maybe he can fill in. He loves filling in for bands. So, yeah, that, it's the original lineup minus Ship Farrow into Neil Finn, mainly early shit, but, yeah, Paramore. <laughs> Paramore with, uh, along with Neil Finn. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> that's the pick. <laughs> okay, with my next pick, I am going to take Jimmy Eat World. And just to trigger Reese, they are playing Futures in full. Oh, amazing, amazing pick. And that, and just like Under Oath, that's it? They're not playing anything else? That's absolutely it. I'm probably being a bit of a festival jerk doing Futures in full and not giving people those Bleed American classics, but... They'll be right. Yeah, they'll be fine. And this is so interesting, man. We have done this time and time throughout where our brains just weirdly locked in. But I only have seven bands in my tier one. We've covered six because Jimmy Eat World was also in my there tier one. There you go. Picks. There you go. Shit minds think uh, alike. Yeah, shit minds think alike. All right. With the somewhat pick in the draft, what is I've it? I've lost eight? count. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my, my fourth which I think would make my seventh. 
Uh, yes, that would be the seventh pick. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I said I only had one left, but I'm actually going to change my mind and I'm reaching down to tier two because I just really like this uh, band and this person and everything about it. Uh, I'm looking in Circus Survive. God damn it. Uh, the Anthony Green episode, the Circus Survive episode. Uh, That's a great choice, man. And you just knocked out my next one. I am going to take a band that has really blown up in the last couple of years. So they've had a huge, long work ethic, and they've really hit that kind of stadium power I know, now. I know. I I'm know taking. I'm taking Architects, boy. Yeah, you are, man. And that was the that was my final pick that I skipped over to reach for Cirque Survive. So that's friggin' insane. We, that's, we had them kind be... of right near each other, so that's pretty wild. <laughs> oh man, that literally means that those first eight picks. I reckon we've nearly gone the same, other than probably Paramore. I don't know if you would have put Paramore in your top eight, but outside of that, I reckon we're pretty similar. Okay, here's where things get interesting, I reckon. So this is this is going to be the end of part one of the draft. We're drafting five bands each. And I'm really, I'm all out of my tier ones now. So I'm, I'm looking at tier two. I'm looking at who I've got in there. A lot of good options. I'm trying to kind of split them out. And I think just because there's going to be some backup in here. Weirdly, I'm putting from first to last Fuck in. <laughs> I'm putting them in now at uh, pick nine, my fifth pick from God first to last. With uh, We'll talk later, but there could be some cheeky bonus thing going uh, on. Yeah, I bet there is. <laughs> oh, God <laughs> damn it, Nick. <laughs> Luck them in. That's an excellent choice. Yeah, I'm, like I'm looking, I'm kind of, as we go through the list, I'm putting yours in red and mine in yellow. And you've definitely... Oh, bullshit. You've... <laughs> I'm putting yours in red and mine in yellow. Fuck oh, we're so is. cute, man. <laughs> Get out of my pants, man. Get out of my pants. Oh, dear. With my next pick, I'm going to take Emerosa with Johnny Craig oh. at the front and center. So while Emerosa do exist now as a different band, um, it's important for me to uh, to specify that that is the Johnny Craig era of Emerosa that we're getting there. That's that's a great pick, man. I had them in I had them in my tier two. I think it's awesome. That was such a fun episode covering Emerosa and really the Johnny Craig years of that band and. We both said it in that episode and we will say it again. He is amazing live. We've been lucky enough to see him live. And yeah, I think you've got an absolute winner there. So quick recap, what five did you pick? So I went Bring Me the Horizon, Alexis on Fire, Paramore, Anthony Green with Circus Survive being the band he's going to be playing with and from first to last. Excellent choices. And I've got Every Time I Die, Under Oath, Jimmy Eat World, Architects and Emerosa. You've uh, you've really started as a man of the people there, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna really struggle to kind of catch back up here, but I'm confident I can do it. I think you can do it, man. Like there's a lot of good bands left. It really gets quite interesting here. Just like when we had our fun with some NBA drafts, like this is this is the make or break part. You can pick pick the top players or you can pick the top bands quite easily. But this is it, man. This next this next five is going to be where it's at. But before we go into that, we're talking festivals. Uh, we've both been to a few festivals, either you know camping ones where we stay a few few nights, or even just day festivals. So I'll put it to you, man. Do you have like a favorite festival 
or best festival that you've been to. What, what are your thoughts? It's not, it doesn't sit in the scene at all, but it's a festival I've really enjoyed going to most of my adult life when I can. And that's the Meredith Music Festival in kind of in regional Victoria. It's a much more kind of indie leaning, um, local leaning, single stage, but it's just a really beautiful environment. It's generally very chill. The clientele is kind of there for a good time, not necessarily big kind of fan groups of particular bands. It's like you get your Meredith ticket, irrespective of what the lineup is and then you go and you hope that you'll enjoy it. and you know you'll enjoy a bunch of really great acts particularly ones that i don't often listen to so i've always had a wonderful time at meredith that's got to be my favorite i can't remember i went with you to a golden plains or a meredith i can't remember i think it was a meredith you came with me to a meredith and that was a rare one that that wasn't its best self like we still made the most of it as best we could but those combi van assholes pulled up next to us <laughs> and just oh, played the same 45 minute long cd that had like a dowel and stuff on there and they played it so loud it was distorting and we were just like how are you even enjoying that so there's a really great no dickheads rule at Meredith and these guys completely broke that rule. Like people were even coming over and telling them to like stop and that little crew were like arcing up at other people and throwing shit at them. And yeah, it was a very um, rare instance of Meredith's no dickheads policy not being enforced. Yeah, we've, we've got a little segment coming up later in this episode and we, we might just give them another fucking knock for being total <laughs> dickheads. But um, <laughs> the best festival for me, it, it's it's hard. I've been to a few um and, and quite a lot of different ones, you know, just day ones or camping ones. <laughs> sorry, I'm, sorry, man, just totally. Oh, oh, excuse me. I. Yeah, excuse I, her magistrates. Yeah. Oh, wow. Put that behind me. Oh, too much Put Christmas food, mate. Just still <laughs> still full of beers and food. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so for me, best festival, I'm going to give a quick shout out to the only falls I've ever been to. Um, it was a lot of fun. Had some great bands into pole, the National Claxons, Sleigh Bells, fuck, and how oh, such a cool rule. band. Also went to my only ever big day out in 2008 with some huge bands, Rage Against the Machine, Bjork, Arcade Fire, fucking awesome, awesome. But best festival, I'm going to just have to say, was the St. Jerome's Laneway Festival in 2008. I went with our good buddy, Dan. Uh, who we were living with at the time. And this was, I think, the last year that St. Jerome's Laneway Festival was actually in St. Jerome's Laneway in the city before it moved out, I think, to Footers. Yeah, um, is, is where it then went on to. And, you know, it had one of my favourite bands at the time, Broken Social Scene, who played, and Feist also did a solo set. Um, Gautier also played, but The Basics, his other little offset, you know, fun band, um, they played. And it was the first time I ever saw Violent Soho, who at the time were just these long-haired louts playing upstairs in this tiny um, bar in the city with only maybe 10 people watching. Um, everyone else was out in the main streets watching the bigger bands, and they blew me away. Absolutely rocked it so fucking loud. And, yeah, so Best Festival, I'm going to have to give it to that one. That's rocking. And Vance Soho are one of those bands that I don't personally listen to or follow, but I totally respect their work ethic and firmly believe that they deserve all the success that they've attained. We saw them a couple of years ago at Unify, and they were the second headliner. You know, Alexis on Fire were the headliner. Violence Soho played before them. And you could just look at the crowd response and... Despite Alexis being a bigger band and a band that we loved more, you could tell which one actually should have been the headliner on that particular occasion. Yeah, Australians love them. I love them. And uh, yeah, that was so good seeing them in that festival environment. So we've got a sponsor this week. It's actually a return sponsor again. We've got Low Hanging Fruit Records, which brought us 
Gleetallica, uh, Metallica's upbeat and happy album. So let's hear from this week's sponsor. Imagine owning some of the world's greatest songs, sung by the worst voices of our time. In a once-in-a-lifetime collection, Low-Hanging Fruit Records presents the ultimate acapella songs collection. 16 beautiful songs sung by your least favorite podcasters, featuring I Killed the Prom Queen. Another rumor started! From first to last, Note to self, I miss you terribly. This is what we call a tragedy. The Cure. Thursday, I don't care about you. Thursday, watch the walls instead. Senses fail. <laughs> Come back, kid. Wake the dead. Emery. I know you like the party, but the party <laughs> never stops. Nickelback. I like your pants around your feet and so many more. Get the Violence and Sunshine Ultimate Acapella Songs Collection on vinyl for just $27.69. But wait, use Western Union Money Transfer and we'll include the Acapella Pop Collection completely free, including Craig David, I'm walking away, Elton John, and many more. Do you believe in love after love? Satisfaction is guaranteed. Ultimate Acapella Songs is not sold in stores. Don't delay. Call 1800-818-6806 to secure the Ultimate Acapella Collection now. Shipping and handling is not included in the advertised price. Satisfaction not actually guaranteed. The best acapella I've ever heard. <laughs> I will be purchasing and there will be two songs on repeat and it's Census Fail and Elton John. <laughs> So that is next level good. Oh, it's, it's, it's so good. Another sponsor. I don't know how these people are hearing about us or whatever, but fuck, we must be doing something right, man. What a, what, is, what a great time too. Like I think Christmas will have just have passed as the time this comes out, but fucking buy it now for next Christmas. Get in the, early. Your, your friend or family member, they will not be disappointed. <laughs> Definitely get in early. With shipping these days, fuck, it might not even arrive in time, but get it now. Get it now at Sanity only. <laughs> it's only available at Sanity. Oh, dear. Oh, well, anyway, we've got a draft to get back to, man. As I said, here's where it gets interesting. Here's where this could make or break your festival. We've got five more picks to get through. You ready to uh, to get stuck back into it? Let's do it. Okay, with my sixth pick in the draft and the 11th overall pick, I'm staring at a bunch of bands in front of me and having a bit of a hard time, to be honest. Uh, There's a lot of good bands left on here. I'm trying to make it interesting, but I think I'm going to go with a band that really kicked off this whole thing for us, man. I've got to give a huge shout-out to Boys Night Out. Fuck off. (laughs) Boys Night Out, I'm locking them in. It's a train wreck slash self-titled only set, and, uh, yeah, I'm keen. I can't remember the girl's name, unfortunately, because I'm an asshole. She will be on keys. She will be singing BVs. That's the lineup I want, and, yeah, that's my pick, man. I I put that one up. I'm like, that's... There's no way he's going to reach for that one that high because I thought that was such like an emotional pick. I'm like, it's not going to be everyone's logical kind of sixth pick, but no, there's no way Skinny's going to go this early. But you've screwed me again, (laughs) Skinny. You've screwed me again. (laughs) Oh, man. 
So because you've screwed me again, I'm going to have to go a pick for the people. This is not necessarily the next band I want, but I do need to balance my lineup out a little bit with some softness and a big name. So I'm going to take Panic at the Disco with my next pick. The longer they've gone on, the bigger they've got, and the more they're able to fill a stadium. So Panic at the Disco, that's my next one. Yeah, I think I think it's a good pick. It, it's not someone I had high up on mine, but that's just from my own, that's my own, you know, not really enjoying that band <laughs> vibes on there. But I think for a festival and to bring people through the gate, that late in the draft, that's actually a really, really, really solid pick. Not bad. Might have to be an all-ages gig to bring in some of those young <laughs> kiddies, but uh, but they uh, they will definitely bring a crowd and, and are a lot of fun, are a lot of fun. So, yeah, good pick, man. All right, with my, uh, what do we have to, seventh pick, seventh pick in the draft. Uh, let's see here. I think I'm going to have to go an old school emo favorite, a band I've seen a few times live, a band we've seen a few times live, and probably one of the first bands that really got me into the whole scene. And it's Thursday. I'm locking in Thursday. They're a fucking amazing live. They put on a real sweet show. No, you know, no rules with these guys. They can play whatever they want and I'll be very, very happy. So they're only going to play A City by the Light Divided in Full. How do you feel about that? Bullshit. Bullshit. No, <laughs> you said not, no rules. Not, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's some rules. Uh, All right. Don't play the shit songs. I would like to make a suggestion. <laughs> At the end of this draft, we add one more feature and that is that we get to screw each other over on one band. So we make a decision <laughs> about one band and something they have to do. How do you feel about that? I actually really like that. That, that could be fun. I'll have to think on my feet. You'll probably be better at fucking me over than me. We'll, you, we'll circle like back that. to that. Fun. We'll circle back to that. <laughs> In that case, on a similar note, I am going to take Emery with my next pick. I'm also choosing one of the older emo bands with a bit more esteem, that gourmet emo, if we were to ask Greblo. Um, still very much going strong, still very much able to deliver an incredibly electric live set. So lock in Emery as my next pick. Yeah, that that's real. That's really good. You've, yeah, you've made me think a little harder there because uh, I was a bit surprised they were still on the board, um, and I thought I was going to maybe be able to pick up a little cheeky one there, but uh, nah, you have thought that one out very well. Great pick. Great pick. All right, now I'm really tossing up two bands here one would be my panic at the disco pick and one would be a band that i'd probably prefer to see live but in saying i think i'm going to go with the masses and go with the people i'm putting in fallout boy with this pick that's my panic pick uh not as in a panic pick my panic at the disco pick and uh predominantly cork tree uh actually no fuck it cork dream full i can't give a shit about the rest of the stuff just give me cork dream full Fallout Boy, locking them in. I like your style there. I had them a little bit lower, but I totally understand why you needed to do that. You took Thursday from me. You've taken a lot from me, including my life <laughs> and my dignity. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> with my next pick, I am going to take The Used, and they are playing self-titled in full. So I'm getting The Used. I would like to get the classic lineup back together. I want Brandon in there. I want Quinn in there. Nothing else. Um, 
the used is my next pick. Yep, it's it's fantastic. It's exactly as I would have had them if I was to pick them. It's really only one album and it's original lineup and everything else can get fat. <laughs> so we've only got four bands left on the board. We've got Sayerson, I Killed the Prom Queen, Acceptance and Census Fails and not long to go. Not long to go, man. Not long to go. All right. I, th- I said I was tossing up between two bands before and you didn't. The used weren't one of those two, so the other band is still on there. And I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to go Sayerson with this pick. Uh, I really liked them when I saw them many, many moons ago at Taste of Chaos. And uh, I would like to see, yeah, I would like to see them play really just the album, the only album that's worth listening to. What the fuck's it called? Self-titled in full, yeah. Self-titled with the Beatle. Uh, that's what I want, and yeah, I'm I'm going them. I'm I'm locking in. Say oh sin, beautiful, beautiful. Say ocean. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Anthony Green and Sayerson on your lineup, and feel free to do anything with that when we uh, get to it, if you want. If it's allowed, it may happen. So with my second last pick, I'm going to take I Killed the Prom Queen from Adelaide, the notorious hummus and lettuce wasters and baby carrot wasters. And they are bringing back Ed Butcher to play music for the recently deceased in full. And I wish I could remember that asshole that hit us up on Instagram not that long ago about how wrong we are for having an opinion about Ed Butcher and music for the recently deceased. Anyway, I killed the prom queen from Adelaide with Ed Butcher doing music for the recently deceased in full to trigger Alistair. That was the guy's name. Take that, Alistair. That's a good pick, man. That's a good pick. Uh, yeah, some people just got to get off the internet. It's just not for them. This but, shit um, didn't matter in 2006. Like, you know, this podcast has given us so many opportunities to have great conversations with people, you know, even people that disagree. And there's a way to get in contact with us and be like, oh, I listened to your episode about this. I think a different thing. People do this and we have great conversations and we learn different things. But the people who just like draw a line in the sand and like this thing that you said on this podcast it doesn't mean anything fuck you (laughs) (laughs) it's very true man oh man some people just need to grow up yeah alistair We've talked about fucking each other over a bit with picking bands that the other person wanted, and I'm feeling that maybe I'm going to fuck you over here with leaving you with no with what. Oh, no I one can wanted. see this coming from a mile away. <laughs> I think we both could have. We we really both could have. Uh, tenth pick, nineteenth pick in the draft. I'm putting acceptance on my lineup, playing Phantoms only. Nothing more to say. Yeah, of course, great band, you are. great album. Of course, I was doomed from the moment that you got the first pick in the draft. I think my entire strategy was based on me going first. So, with the last pick in the 2021 Violence and Sunshine Fantasy Festival draft presented by Pierced Hats, I'm taking Senses Fail. <laughs> oh no, no, you love that pick. Oh man. I'm going to have to think of something fun for them to do with that because that, oh, God damn it. You really, you really can do whatever you want with that, man. They may not actually get on stage. (laughs) Who knows what they'll do. You might get them doing some other things. They can clean some bins. They they can, you know, who knows? They can pop some beach balls, man, and just crush the fun. That's what they can do. (laughs) Remember that? 
Oh my <laughs> god! Phil, Phil the fun crush of Rubenstein, who popped yeah, yeah. A, when we saw Glassjaw. That's right. He was like Glassjaw's road manager or something like that, and bouncing beach balls were flying through the crowd. And each one that came up, he'd like pop a knife in them or a pen in them and pop them. And what a fun crusher! Yeah. My god! Yeah, he got called out by by, by the, yeah. He just said straight up, he's just like the. Phil the fun crusher Rubenstein. And 13, 12 years later, we still remember that guy's name. Hope you're listening, (laughs) Phil. (laughs) In full. In full. Just like Tim Howard. Full name only. Well, I think we'll save the full recap of our festival lineups towards the end. We'll give the full 10 with any little extras to mention because we've still got a little bit of work to do. And that is we need a major headliner. We need a local support. We need a solo set. And we need a name of the festival. So... Let's not dilly-dally. Let's get to it. Who is your major headliner for your festival? Who are you adding to give an extra bit of oomph to your show? A bigger name, someone we haven't covered. There's no rules for this. Who are you thinking? Yeah, I I really struggled with this, actually. I struggled with this more than, like, who am I going to actually pick in the draft? Because, as we said, no rules. Could be anyone. Really was thinking I was going to go pop route because... I was like a big name, a Beyonce, who knows, a Dua Lipa, fucking Billie Eilish. Any of these could be heaps of fun. But I've decided to keep it a little more in the scene without being in the scene. And I've got a lot of power and a lot of energy in this lineup. And there's not a lot of lightness, not along a chill time. So I'm actually making Death Cab for Cutie my other headliner. Maybe not a band everyone would consider as a headliner, of a festival, but I just think that that kind of like, you know, sun going down, Arvo festival vibe, death cab, fucking play me whatever you want. I do not care. But yeah, I'm locking them in as my additional headliner. I like that because you know that there's people in this scene who would really enjoy that. Great choice. Similar to you, I toyed with the idea of like, you know, those big names. We went out for dinner with someone the other night who said Paul McCartney. I'm like, that's a fucking great idea, but boy, would that not go down well at this festival. I then also tossed up, you know, Kanye, same thing, Dua Lipa. Even someone who's a little emo in the pop world, Black Bear. I was like, well, there's so many options. But ultimately, I've stuck with the theme of the festival. And my headliner is Australia's finest, Parkway Drive. (sighs) Amazing pick, man. I was so just like... I was on the edge of my sheet then, not knowing what you were going to say, but holy shit, what a band. Well, I think those are two pretty solid choices that really do kind of change the direction of our festivals a little bit. So great work there. How about your local support? Who are you bringing in as a local act? Again, no real rules. It could have been Victoria, could have been Australia. Heck, it could be Bendigo. Who are you bringing as your local support act for your festival? Yeah, couldn't go... Passed them very, very early on. This band popped into my head and I still think they're one of Australia's best bands would fit very well in this lineup, even though they're not technically emo. We've discussed them already and it is violent Soho. This band is fucking sick. And we saw, I've seen them a lot uh, live before, including, as I mentioned, very, very, very early on with 10 people all the way through to like, more your standard kind of like billboard venue size gigs but seeing them at that festival when we went and that kind of nighttime set with I don't know how many people at that festival but tens of thousands of people and it was amazing they absolutely brought the house down and I was so impressed that they could play a big festival and then and that it came off as well as it did so yeah I'm super excited to have them and they wouldn't just be they're not on a small side stage 
local band support. They're they were kind of one of my headliners. They they'd be in the top top three four bands on my lineup. You've done well there. They're really going to slide up because I've taken a different route. I've really gone. Who's a band with like a lot of integrity that kind of deserve a bit more fame, a little bit more notoriety, a little bit more exposure? And I think there's lots of great Australian acts that would slot in here and pull a bit of a crowd but I know these guys need a bit of a leg up and it would really help them so my local support band is Born a Liar from Bendigo I'm bringing them in they're opening the day they're opening the show even if the gates aren't even open yet just like blank expression at Chips and Gravy Born a Liar Simo Dean Mark Piercing's Hat you guys are all in man they are in and they will not be playing before those gates open those gates will be barged down by the crowd just itching to get a look at these guys at their finest so fucking amazing amazing that that's just like that's where it's at that's where it's at and and i think we want to see it again it's been 20 years oh, that's been too long on call it's been way too do long. i want more on, yes i do oh yes you do you will get more and a lot more of it man that's fucking that's fucking sick that that's really it then that's all the bands that's what well, that's there's more stuff to discuss but that's that's your lineup, that's man. Our lineup. How you feel? Good. I'm, I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right. So we've got kind of one last little thing to do before we name our festivals, and that is you can pick out an artist you've drafted to do a solo set or any kind of solo performance. There's so many different ways that could manifest itself. They could be doing a guest spot in another band. They could be doing stand-up comedy. You know, I went to Big Day Out and saw Henry Rollins do sp- spoken word. So. Anything is possible, like Kevin Garnett said. What is your solo set? What is your solo feature for your festival? Yeah, although it's tempting to have Pete Wenz do a comedy stand-up set at my festival, it is not where I'll be going. I really thought that if I got Alexis, Dallas Green was going to be an easy pick for a solo set because you you basically get City and Colour as well. But there is a very good reason why from first to last we're picked at pick five in my draft. And it's because everyone getting tickets to my show is going to see Skrillex live and he's going to bring the fucking dubstep down. Oh, God damn it. Like you drafted all my solo people. Like I've got a list. <laughs> yeah, got, I actually got a I've lot got of them. I've got six yeah. people on my list and I'm going to take number six from mine because you got the other five. So that's pretty oh, hot, no. man. Your your festival is going to really go off. You've got, a, you've got a lot more of a, you have a wider scope than I do. You know, Death Cab at the top. Violent Soho being your local band that are going to boost right up in Skrillex, man. I reckon your ticket sale is going to go pretty well. Yeah, they might have to be a bit pricey though, so we'll, we'll see. No one's got cash anymore, so <laughs> who knows? Who knows if anyone will buy a ticket to this $500 ticket? And festival. who knows with uh, COVID wave 85 whether these festivals will even <laughs> go ahead. So I went a little bit different with my solo set because you took all the good ones, um, but I did have this one waiting in the wings, and I thought this would be a nice little strange one or a change of pace. And I'm going to have Keith Buckley doing spoken word and book readings. So there's my little oh, hip, yeah. hipster element. You know, I wanted Anthony Green. I wanted Skrillex. I wanted City and Colour, but I can't have them. Keith Buckley, you're going you're gonna to speak to us because I've seen him speak before and I was absolutely enthralled. And I'd love uh, to see what that looked like on a greater scale. Yeah, that brings a, brings a different flavor to your festival. I remember wh- like way back in the big day out days, they used to have that kind of like, what was it called? The lily pad or something? I've got that wrong, but there was like a chill out zone that you could that you could go to. And I'm just imagining kind of beanbags and couches and everyone just chilling out 
in the shade for sure because fuck festivals can be hot and uh yeah that that's fun it's gonna that, be that really it's gonna be in a tiki bar there's there's my lily pad it's a tiki <laughs> bar yeah yeah man have a little luau that's fun that's real fun all right so lots of hot property there best till last what's the name of your festival nick this is this is what's going to really sit atop the poster this is going to get people in what have you gone with I struggled with this. You know, I struggled with this. I we I even tried to brainstorm you giving me some <laughs> freaking ideas because I just had nothing because I was solely focused on puns. I think it's got to be a pun. It's got to have my name in it. Unfortunately, nothing came to mind. So I, there are no puns. There's no funnies. Instead, maybe a little bit of a funny story. We have covered a lot on this podcast about my very, very poor hearing. It is brings up some of the funniest stories and funniest jokes about me are things that I have misheard. I have another one uh, that is a bit of a misheard slash just like assumed other people were idiots when they're not. There's a huge festival in the world in America called Coachella. And for a very long time, I thought people were mispronouncing a, a word that I knew better that I thought would make <laughs> sense for a music festival to maybe be called this because it's got it's got a link to to audio like listen audio to these sensory. idiots they're talking about oh. la cucaracha yeah. <laughs> yeah they are i thought coachella festival was called cochlear festival <laughs> as in as in a cochlear implant <laughs> implant so i'm calling my festival the cochlear festival it's gonna it it's gonna offer up some uh some extra little things for the hearing uh uh, enabled uh, that of us. is um, fantastic oh my god so yeah the cochlear the music and arts festival oh my god that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely would have to be music and arts with a name like that and probably be held in castle maine but that is uh yeah that's my festival name. Damn. What, about, what about you well, what about i've been you? sitting on this got? one for a while and i feel like you do know what it is because i'm i'm sure i'll have to have a birthday party called this one day but it is paula palooza that is uh, in honor of the fantastic, famous American festival, Lollapalooza. Um, I couldn't go past the pun. My dad joke brain activated immediately, and that is mine. So the Cochlear Music, <laughs> the Cochlear <laughs> Music and Arts Festival versus Paula Palooza. Those are our two fantasy festivals. The fact that you got two Pauls in yours <laughs> in such a short word, Paula Palooza. It, it, it's one of it's one of the best names and the best puns you've come up with, and yeah, for even just for that alone, I'll, I will be first in line to get a bloody ticket, mate. Not bad, eh? Not bad. Not bad. Well, we know someone else who's got some festival stories and even has a festival lineup of their own. So now it's time for Shinfo with Greblo. Welcome to the Dream Fest, boys. I've called it a festival so good it's not actually happening day out twenty two. I know you guys love a long name. It's tough to pick a headline. I didn't want to throw someone in who didn't fit, but I've gone one of my all-time favourite bands of the genre. So the lineup is I Killed the Prom Queen, Acceptance, Boys Night Out, The Used, only playing the first album, Thursday, Every Time I Die, Under Oath, Bring Me the Horizon, Fallout Boy, Alexis on Fire, and on the local stage, $1 Short, and the headliner... One of the best bands I've ever seen live. One for the pod next year. Ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas. It's Comeback Kid. Tickets selling faster than an Amorosa Lappy Toppy. Also, Skinny asked for a festival story. 
don't know if this one, uh, how this one sits with you, but I was uh, seeing the Gurge once, uh, Regurgitator, and uh, there was a guy in the crowd holding a yellow rip curl bag. Uh, not on his back, on his front, he was holding onto it for dear life. Didn't know what was going on, he wasn't moving, he wasn't into the show at all. But then, they played the song Fat Cop, and he just ripped open the bag, pulled out a horse head, not a real horse head, just a costume one, popped it on, and then ran around like a horse. And I don't know what it was doing to him, but it was, it was doing a lot for me. Oh man, thank you as always to the man himself. I think from the bands he mentioned he would put on his lineup, that's nearly a, a very even split across the bands we uh, drafted. So that's that's good to see. But he's covered on something that just really popped into my head early when we decided we would talk about festivals. And it's something that I've liked to call Rise of the Idiots. He, he's mentioned this guy who's put on this stupid horse head and danced around. And a festival really is a place where people who generally would otherwise be quite well put together and have their wits about them get a little silly. And, and we've witnessed some of this silliness, some of this idiot uh, behaviour, and we've also potentially been involved in a little bit. So I'm going to put to you, Paul, have you got a story from us from some ridiculous behaviour you've seen at a festival and also share with me if you've ever dabbled in being a bit of a dickhead yourself. So sometimes you see those people like that and you're like, oh, who's that fucking idiot? Like this guy with the horse head. <laughs> he, he's been like let out from the church for the weekend. He's just got his one little song to dance with the horse head on. And then he's back to the uh, seminary for priest school or whatever it is. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mentioned those, fe- those combi van assholes earlier. That was probably one of the worst ones I've experienced where, you know, you get to the festival. We had a great spot. We'd gotten there early. And then these guys roll in and just park right next to us, kind of like half on the road, half on our site. They're there super late. They're this crew of people from WA. Don't seem to kind of respect what the festival's about. Those guys offended me quite a bit. I think I've been involved in crew dress-ups. Like I've done the all-white thing, um, which again, could look like an absolute dickhead, but I had a blast doing it. So a few people have offended me. I might have offended a few people, but nothing too serious. But there was that one we saw at Unify, that one little trend, which perhaps you can enlighten us a little bit more about. Yeah, it, it was really probably the thing that started this little segment was, was that thing at Unify. And it was something that I think a lot of people will have witnessed in different forms, but it was basically where people are just following the sheep blindly. And it was... The Australian wicketkeeper at the time in the cricket uh, used to say a bit of nice Gary when he was behind the stumps in in regards to Nathan Lyon, I believe the spin bowler, hence Gary Lyon, I think is the pun and the joke. And nice Gary then for whatever reason decided to trickle its way on to unify where initially just a tent down the way from us would just kind of like call it out and then maybe someone five or six tents away would respond by saying the same thing and everyone having a little chuckle. Fuck, man, by the second or third night, I swear half the festival were just saying nice, Gary, in between every song, during songs, waiting in the line for the toilets, waiting in the line for food in the middle of the night. It was just fucking insane and relentless, completely not funny, yet they all still, every time it was said, it was like it was the first time it was being said. I don't know why it bugged me so much and still does, but it was just... Yeah, it was really the rise of the idiots. It was just everyone being a little bit dumber than they should be for the sake of a cheap gag. And the gag just wore off so fast. And we we were just fucking spent by the end of it. We couldn't handle it anymore. Outside of that, 
Uh, I've witnessed some mates. Uh, it, it was it seemed funny at the time, but at the end of at the end of uh, Falls Festival, I didn't realize how many people just fucking bail on their gear and just leave their tents there. And and probably it's pretty was, fucked, isn't it? Yeah, probably just bought as a once off for the festival. But bloody hang on to your tent, go camping. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but instead of maybe like seeking out a good tent and rolling it up and taking it. Uh, these friends just went fucking tent diving and just jumped all over them, snapped them up, broke them up, ripped them up. And that was kind of lame in hindsight. Uh, as for something I've personally been involved in, a little bit like you with the all white, uh, we at the same festival in Falls, a band was playing that we didn't really know and supposedly their fans get around like wearing headdress. I'm going to say they appropriated a little bit of a Native American theme without realising it because a lot of the fans... We're wearing kind of more like American headdressy style feathers and stuff. We didn't uh, do that, thank God. Uh, but we thought we better put something on our heads. So we, you know, went on to just duct taping whatever we could find. We had jars of peanut butter, <laughs> loaves of bread, box of shapes, like absolute dickheads. We would have trolled through the festival grounds looking like absolute idiots, absolute dickheads. But we thought it was a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, very harmless. It's not necessarily immediately relevant to kind of the the dickhead behavior or the rise of the idiots. But something I do just remember about Unify, and we can leave this point where it is, but a lot of dudes, I don't think I've ever been to a festival with that many dudes. And I think it's something we've spoken about off air. We keep seeing that there is just so little female involvement in this scene. So here we are kind of talking about how great this scene was and how welcoming and how lovely it was to be part of as a teenager. But we do continue to see that it's not particularly welcoming to women. And I do think that a lot of the women that have been involved in this scene have had to have a bit of a tough exterior to, you know, quote unquote, survive. So just a little side note there, but um, certainly not uh, not enough to ruin the festival. A lot of great bands, but I am <laughs> wondering what's the shittest festival you've been to? Yeah. Before I touch on the shittest, I'm just going to say, I think I got both of them and this just fully lines up with your point, but we have drafted 20 bands and I think there's only two females and, and they landed on my side of the fence. Not that that's a good thing that there's a Then a hero two. comes along. Look yeah. at you working towards <laughs> equality over there, Skinny. <laughs> Man, I think that'll be vol volume two of the BNS uh, CD right there coming at you. That was tasty. That was real tasty. <laughs> but sh Shitters Festival, it's really hard because, you know, there's not many. You, you wouldn't assume there'd be many shit festivals because these things aren't cheap. You know, they, festivals cost a lot of money and often you get uh, you know, a full a full rundown of who's going to be playing. You, you pretty much know what you're in for. And I'm not really going to say uh, that the time we had was shit, but you were at this festival with me, man. We went to a festival called Branches and it was just one of the weirdest little weekends we've ever been a part of. We bought tickets to this. They were crazy cheap. $19, some, I think. $19. Yeah, for an overnight for festival. It, yeah, for some reason it did not enter our heads that surely at $19 something might be up. <laughs> I think we just assumed, no, nah, man, these are just bargain basement festival ticket prices. We're, we're going to go to this, and, yeah, it's going to be a smaller thing, but I think we were thinking, okay, you got Meredith, you got Golden Plains. This, this will just be sub-Golden Plains. This will still be, like, surely a couple of thousand people there. We rock into this paddock, and there's maybe 10 tents already set <laughs> yeah. up. The festival grew a little bit from that, but maybe it doubled to 2010. Yeah. It was so fucking small. The it stage rained. was in a house. Stage was in the house because <laughs> it rained and the outdoor stage couldn't get power right. to it. 
So we, we had to take our shoes off to yes. go inside. <laughs> it was actually like, as I said, we had an amazing time and made the most of it. And it actually ended up being a ball and just, just a weird fun weekend with all these little things. But as far as a festival goes, I hate to use the word worse, but if I had to put one down, I, I don't know how it could be called a festival. I don't know if we got a branches too. I don't know no, if they made it to the second year. I don't year. think so. It was a very budget show. I think the Smith Street Band were the headliner of, of that show. And I Yeah, Smith, Smith, Smith Street played and they had their old guitarist at the time. Uh, so it was pretty early days for them, which was cool because they, they're good. They're a very good band and, and they play really well live. Even way back then, they were still really good live. So I couldn't honestly name another band that played. Um, we didn't spend a lot of time watching the bands, to be honest. It's a lot of tent time. A lot of t- time in the tent just uh, yeah. being like, all right, so we're only here for 24 hours, guys. Like, we can do this. <laughs> that was our fire festival. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. There, there, was a, there was a sketchy dude that I think our good mate came out had to, like, jumpstart his car but the dude was super high still from the night before and K-Mac was so concerned because he wanted to be a good citizen and jumpstart this guy's car so he could leave. But he's like, you can't drive, man. There's no way you can drive out of there. But yeah, there were some very, very weird cats. I think like the the family that lived in the house had their kids out selling us cupcakes <laughs> and things like it just, it just, yeah. People are going to hear this and go, "What's your beef, man? This sounds like an amazing weekend. What a, what a wild time!" And it was. Well, but- when we were trying to brainstorm favorites, that actually came to my mind because we had such a good time. But in terms of like a product, yeah, as a festival, it, it was very, <laughs> very sketchy. <laughs> it was sketchy. Lots of great festival stories there, and still a little bit of time left to uh, recap who we've drafted. But before we do, would you like to play a game? Yeah, yeah. Let's play a little game. This is the quiz. All right, so it is our last quiz for the year. And being that this is a little bit of a retrospective episode, I thought I'd actually go back and dig out questions you got wrong throughout the quizzes this year and see if you fare a little bit better all these weeks and months on than you did back in the day. So there's nine questions from nine different quizzes. How are you feeling about this one? Awful. This is high school memory coming back at me like, this is like test exam and then getting that exact same question on the exam and most people rejoicing and me going, fuck, I still don't (laughs) remember it. Like I am going to give myself, if I get three here, if I, if I knock out some 33 odd percent, uh, I'm going to feel pretty good about that. But yeah, let's, let's, let's do this, man. Let's see how we go. So the first question is from the boys night out episode, episode one, which was about concept albums. So I describe a concept album. You tell me who it is. So see how you go with this one. Only loosely a concept album, this record takes the listener on a drive through the California desert with songs linked by snatches of radio stations picked up along the way. Is it Blink-182 California, Queens of the Stone Age Songs for the Deaf, or Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication? I very strongly remember this segment, and I think I actually did quite well in it outside of this question. And I'm still not 100% sure, but something in my head initially thought, Queens of the Stone Age. So I'm going with that. That is correct. Well done. So you're <sighs> off to a good start here, mate. Don't, uh, don't Thanks, doubt man. yourself. Two, two more and I'm passing. <laughs> <laughs> Next question is from our acceptance episode, episode four. And this was a where are they now segment. So I asked guitarist Kalen Cloyd from acceptance, what does he do now? Is he an arborist, a milkman or a guitar tech for Fallout Boy? I think he's the manager of a 
entire company. <laughs> no, 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 no. For those savvy listeners, they'll enjoy that little reference there. But um, <laughs> shit, what, what, what were the options? Arborist, Arborist Tech, or Milkman, or Guitar Tech for Fallout Boy? I'm hoping I said Milkman at the time and got it wrong. Uh, I'm going to go... I, st- I don't know still. Uh, I'm going to go Arborist. Why. <laughs> He's a milkman. I think that was even a trick question because I think you might have even got that one right at the time. So I've really screwed, oh, no. screwed you up there. <laughs> uh, question three comes from episode five, our I Killed the Prom Queen episode. And that was, is this a Parker's or yeah, Parkway Drive or Promise I Killed the Prom Queen lyric? And the lyric is this. Integrity now bleeds away as tired hearts are left to drain. Do you see their faces when you fall asleep at night? Is that Parkway Drive or is that I Killed the Prom Queen? Oh, man, lyrics every time. You say certain words and I go, that's 100%. Promise you say other words and I go, that's Parkway. I still have no clue. Promise. Parkway Drive, smoke them if you got them. Next question is from episode six, Panic at the Disco, and that is what does Las Vegas mean? The Meadows, Place of Entertainment, Pit Stop, or The Valley? Okay, I remember saying The Valley and getting that confused with Phoenix, who I think might have some connection to the Valley in their basketball team. So I think it might have actually been the Meadows. Well done. There you go. You got it again. There we go. The brain works sometimes. <laughs> All right. Next question from episode eight, our Every Time I Die episode. That was a life or death question. So every answer related to living or dying. So what is the name of 50 Cent's debut album from 2003? It was like... Live or die trying? Very close. You've got the or die trying part correct. But it's not live. It's something else or die trying. Get something Uh, or die trying. Get rich or die trying. There he is. He's got his three. Thanks for the little helping. (laughs) If I had just a little helper in in year 12 VC exams, I would have fucking killed it. Just give me a couple of buzzwords, (laughs) man. Just help me out. Like, fuck. Do you still, like, every now and then think about year 12? It's just like, I really could have done a little bit better. It's like 14, 15 years ago. I'm just like, shit. Man, I put in all the effort I had in me with, like, three weeks to go on exams and went, shit, I think I've left this a bit late. <laughs> yeah. And I did. <laughs> if only I had have put as much effort into making it look like I was studying as to actually studying because I'd, I'd get home and, like, spread out my books and put, like, fresh notes out so my mum would think that I'd been studying. I'm like, yeah, mum, I've already been studying for two and a half hours. I guess I better spend the rest of the night on MySpace. <laughs> yeah, off you go, Paul. <laughs> Next question. Uh, This is from episode nine, Bring Me the Horizon. At the 2016 NME Awards, whose table did Ollie Sykes destroy while performing Happy Song? Can I get this answer without any options or would you like the options? Don't think I need the options. I sort of, I remember saying who I thought it was and then going away from that again and going, oh, no, maybe it was, I'm pretty sure it's Coldplay and there was some beef. Uh, involved with like a song sounding the same or, or the logo, the logo, yeah, the being album similar. art being similar. Very good. So yeah, I think at, at the time you thought it might've been the killers, which is one of the options, but it was in fact yeah. Coldplay. Well done. All right. From the fallout boy episode. And this was a name, the artist from like the lyric or the song title. And that is honey. This mirror isn't big enough for the both of us. Is that green day or my chemical romance? Uh, I still don't really know, but I'm going to go my chemical. All right, from episode 14, Anthony Green, and this was one that we didn't get to in the color name game. This should be an easy one. This is one we didn't get to. Fergie and Will I Am. Black Eyed Peas. 
Oh, it was a great question too. And lucky last, architect or artist from episode 18. Oh no. <laughs> Madball. Is that an architect or an artist? Man, they were like, I remember there just being like a bunch in a row and I got like three or four wrong in a row. Just kept not getting it. Madball. I, I would have had to have said artist, I reckon. So I'm going architect. Got it wrong again, oh, like fuck. a New York hardcore band. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think I did better than three. You but did. Yeah. You did. And I wish I was better at counting because, yeah, you certainly got better than three. Maybe five out of nine. Let's just give it that. It's more than 50%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, five sounds good. Five sounds good. On the theme of looking back at the kind of last five months or so that we've been working on this podcast, it's important to take a moment and reflect on what we've been doing. So I've got a little something for you here, man. I I made this for you. I made this in honor of just really appreciating doing this work with you. So here's a little something. Uh, There's no snare in my headphones. Oh, there's no snare yet, no worries. Yep, sorry. So we talked all night about the rest of our lives. Where are we gonna be at episode 25? I keep thinking times will never change. Because in just a few weeks, things will be the same. And when we leave this year, we will be coming back. Heaps were hanging out because we've got some pods to track. I keep, keep thinking that it's not goodbye. I'll see you in a few weeks if that is not a lie. We'll be back for heaps more shows. As we go on, we remember all the podcasts we did together. And though it's holidays, come whatever, we will still be friends forever. been a real blast doing this show with you man but you know we will be friends forever and we will be back in a few weeks time so oh man you've you've really you've really done a number on me there like i feel like i didn't get you shit Um, (laughs) i haven't put in any effort for any of this podcast i rock up i have a great time with you uh, that means the best. I really hope some of those false photos were you then. That was, oh, that that's, was a, nice. that's a census fail karaoke track right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. No, man, that was lovely. It's been an absolute blast. Can't wait to do a whole bunch more of these with you. And uh, yeah, let's uh, looking forward to 2022 already. Yeah, boy. All right. So we're just about at the end of this inaugural 2021 Violence and Sunshine Fantasy Festival. Let's read Presented by Pierce Taps. We... We, we need to, <laughs> we won't get paid. Shit, I forgot. We, we won't get paid. I forget every, every time I say it, I get another piercing. I forget. <laughs> I forget. I've, I've, I've got like three on my cap at the You're moment. You're going to need to get I a new hat. I want that. I want the new style where it's just rimmed with piercings, <laughs> like. Just roll them around. So let, let me hear from you. We won't go one by one. Just give me your lineup, including your locals, including your additional headliner. Uh, what is the Paula Palooza Festival look like? And as I read these out, feel free to jump in and screw me over on one of them because as we mentioned earlier, <laughs> we are welcome to screw each other over on one band. So Paula Palooza, the lineup is this. Every Time I Die, Under Oath, playing Disambiguation in full. Jimmy Eat World, playing Futures in full. Architects, Emma Rosa with Johnny Craig, Panic at the Disco, Emery, 
I Killed the Prom Queen with Ed Butcher. The Used playing self-titled in full with their classic lineup. And Senses Fail. My headliner <laughs> is Parkway Drive. My local band is Born a Liar. And my solo act is Keith Buckley delivering spoken word. All right. I'm going to fuck you because it's fun. And it's something that has a little truth to it with all the sadness in the world. We may touch on it in the future. We've got to wait to see how this plays out. But Keith Buckley, unfortunately, will not be attending your festival. He, You will get Every Time I Die as instrumental only and there will be no Keith Buckley spoken oh, You've word. taken all my solo uh, artists from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, oh, he couldn't make it. Let's God hope this is all it. just in a weird <laughs> fantasy world and doesn't eventuate. It hurts my heart because it's too close but... to the truth as well. We don't know if this band is is all right at the moment. So, God damn it, mm, Nick. Mm. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's hear from you then, you jerk. <laughs> all right. I am a jerk and this is my jerk fest no i didn't call it jerk fest. <laughs> it's my cochlear music and film arts whatever uh, yeah, it was cochlear festival. arts and music festival uh let's go okay i did bring me the horizon alexis on fire paramore circus survive feet anthony green obviously uh from first to last with skrillex being the solo performance uh boys night out with train wreck and self-titled only thursday fallout boy Cork Tree album only in full, Sayerson and Acceptance. My local support band is Violent Soho. And my additional headliner is Death Cab for Cutie. It's a magnificent lineup. And I was ready to just give you a little soft screw over with, you know, Thursday having to play A City by the Light Divided in full. But I'm going harder, man. You you, you forced my hand, man, in a Go similar harder. vein. And as a petty and vindictive individual, I put a lot of effort into not appearing petty and vindictive, but here I am being those two <laughs> things. I am taking Skrillex away from you and from first to last are playing as their four-piece lineup without Sonny Moore. So you've just lost oh, your no. solo act and from first to last are playing as that non-Sunny Moore version of themselves that no one listened to. So good luck with that one. <laughs> that that hurts because I drafted them early pretty much solely for the reason of getting Skrillex. <laughs> and now I've got no Skrillex. I've got no band. Just like Census Fail, I don't think they're making it on stage. Something will happen to that band beforehand and they won't be let in. I don't think they're vaccinated, man. I don't think they can show their green tip and they're not getting in. They're, they're out. Into my they're festival. absolutely they're out. Well, um, I mean, it's kind of hard to say who has the better festival because I'm sure we both believe we've drafted really well and that's ultimately going to be up to the listener. But are there any feelings or thoughts you have, any regrets you might have about the way you've drafted or who you've drafted? Are you feeling pretty good about that? I'm feeling pretty good. And it all came down to the coin flip. It, it was in the first pick. It really just shaped up the way things happened with getting uh, bringers up the top and then also leaving you with senses fail down the bottom. So now pretty happy, but both amazing lineups. And yeah, it'd be really nice to hear from the listener as to, uh, you know, which one they might buy tickets to. We will pop something up on the Instagram in the coming week that will give you the option to just have your say, either letting us know your own festival, letting us know which one out of the Cochlear Music and Arts Festival or Paula Palooza you'd prefer to go to, um, <laughs> you prefer to lose your dignity at. So yeah, please uh, get in touch with us on Instagram and let us know what you thought about our festivals and what you'd do with your own. So that's it this week for the Violence and Sunshine podcast. Keep an eye on our Instagram at Violence and Sunshine for word on our return in a few weeks' time. 
You can also hit us up on email, violenceandsunshinepod at gmail.com while we're off to suggest an artist or an album that we could cover in the new year. Thank you so much for listening. And while we enjoy a break, why not go back and check out some of our earlier episodes that you might have missed. Some of our favorites are Boys Night Out, I Killed the Prom Queen, Under Oath, Emma Rosa and Anthony Green. And we even think that Jimmy Eat World is a little bit of a hidden gem. So feel free to check any of those out. If you've been a solid listener and you've been with us all the way, enjoy the break just like we will. We hope you have a happy and safe new year period and we look forward to you joining us again in a few weeks time. I'm Paul. And I'm Nick. Take care and don't forget. Nice Gary. Nice Gary. Nice Gary. Nice Nice Gary. Nice Gary. Nice Gary. Please leave your message after the beep. Hey, it's uh, Mark from Born Alive. I got given this uh, number from from my old drummer Brendan. Something about Paula Palooza or something like that. Um, local support or you know something. Um, I think it's funny, like uh, you know, guys that were sort of knocking on us over the years for all the shit we used to do. You know, we're just I don't know whether it was because we were better than than a lot of people or whether they just they couldn't do any better or or whatever. But you know, we're probably just gonna have to politely decline. Uh, your offer, you know, I just think, um, I just think we've got better things to do with our time. Um, yeah, I'll just kind of, just kind of leave with that. All, all, all the best, I, I guess, you know, uh, cheers.